Hey, how's it going? Hi, right, brother Evan. How you doing, man? In this cloudy Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, it was much awaited for though. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I was like, I was ready to get off yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Say it again. I said this was a good chapter. Matthew 24. I like the subject. um, I always find it interesting about the subject of um, eschatology, Mm -hmm. the prophecy. Mm -hmm. It was all interesting. I know it's one that a lot of people don't like to study or like to look into, but I always look at it like it's something of importance. I mean, if Jesus took the time, because he says a lot about it. Mm-hmm. So if he took the time to say a lot about it, then it must be important. But then not only that, when I look at what we're reading um, in Isaiah, mm-hmm. there's a lot to see there. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely very interesting. Um, and it's... Uh, yeah, it's interesting because of his relationship with the disciples and what he's actually doing. He's 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 talking to them, but he's also talking to us, right? Mm-hmm. So, all right. So let's um let's get a word of prayer and then just really get into this a little bit more. All right. Welcome to the Walking with Jesus podcast, a podcast that allows followers of Christ to experience Jesus in a new way with Evan and Malcolm, two regular guys walking with Jesus. Each week, we, while we converse and reason about the things of the Bible and in our lives, we believe that Jesus will draw near and walk with us just like he did in Luke 24, verse 15. Now, here's your hosts, Evan and Malcolm, with an opening prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for another day. It's a day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it, dear Lord. We magnify your name, exalt you, dear Lord, because you're worthy of all the honor, all the praise, all the glory. There's so many things that you've protected us from, kept us from, and just a uh, uh, allowed us to do good, Lord, to glorify your name, the Father. Now we ask that you have your way again, Lord. Have your way during this podcast recording. Have your way in our hearts. Control our hearts, our minds, and our mouths, dear Lord. We pray right now for the listeners, dear Lord, and pray that this will be a seed to someone's heart um, so that they can get a better understanding of you, a better knowledge of you, dear Lord. We also pray for those that um, are all already followers of you, dear Lord, but may be struggling with their faith right now. Dear Lord. We pray that this word gives them, uh, it strengthens their word, it strengthens their faith, it uh, makes their faith uh, unmovable, dear Lord, 
and allows them to get through whatever they're going through, dear Lord. We lift up Brother Evan and his family. We pray, dear Father, that you continue to work on him, continue to cover him with your favor and strength, dear Lord. We also just lift up our, our nation right now, dear Father, as we, we're going through some unprecedented times. And as we're about to read in your word, um, the end of days and Jesus' prophecy about that, dear Lord. So we just lift up our leaders, lift up those who are on the front lines of the COVID-19. We lift up all the small business owners who have been, you know, it's really uh, hit hard by this pandemic and um, all of the things that are going on in our current climate, dear Lord. We just ask that you have mercy on them, um, that they you equip them with the strength needed to make it through, dear Lord. Because we know that you are in control. None of this is a surprise to you, dear Father, and only you can bring it to an end. In all these things, we just ask that you be glorified. We ask that you continue to just guide us. Give us the wisdom that we need, dear Father, and the strength. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So um, the biggest thing that jumps out to me is um, the fact that, and and this is goes back to some other chapters we read that here, you know, there's a there's a benefit to spending time with the Father. And the disciples, um, reached out to Jesus, um, at this time, specifically seeking to find out, you know, to find out more, right? Find out mm-hmm. more, you know, more about what he was talking about. And, and then it starts out by saying, um, uh, tell us tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of and of the end of the age and this is right before Jesus talks about do you not see all these things this is uh, yeah. Matthew 24 verse 2 you not see all these things. Surely I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Um, and just, I, and I guess I, I, I didn't, um, this is off of him in chapter 23, really setting this up with um, his lament over Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. The fact that they've killed all the prophets, um, and um, his just sort of sorrow that, and he says it: How often I wanted to gather you as children together, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. Yeah. And then he says, "Do you not see all these things?" And so the disciples are. Like, 
man, you we need to know more because it, I mean, obviously, it's there. Jerusalem is where the temple is, and Jesus mm-hmm. is basically saying, you know, that the, you know, Jerusalem, you haven't done right by me. And, yeah. And that's when Jesus gets into his um, prophecy and discussion about this. And so what I, what I originally, the first thing that comes to mind when I read this is Jesus is preparing, he's preparing us, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's, I mean, from the, from the, it, it looks like a warning, but I've, I've, but as you get to understand Jesus and understand who he is, you understand that it is preparation, preparation yeah. for our hearts, preparation for when things start going crazy, for our, for our hearts not to be stressed, for us not to be, you know, uh, worried. Mm-hmm. Right, and and that to me that's the biggest thing because that's what this entire chapter is about. It's a, it's a preparation because it's the conversation between the disciples and Jesus. And we know when, when you spend time with Jesus, you spend time with father, he prepares you for things to come. Mm -hmm. That that's, that's, you know, at a fundamental level. And we've also seen where, you know, the father, he consoles you, he comforts you for things that have, have already happened. And in this situation, you can see, you know, Jesus was feeling some type of way about Jerusalem. He just got, had this interaction or, you know, going back and forth with the Pharisees and scribes and, you know, he's now just letting it all out, right? He got to a point where he's, the Holy Spirit is taking over and he's letting it all out. But I think the biggest thing to me when I read this, I just understand that he, he prepares us. He equips us when we spend time. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I got from it. Because I, I like the fact that Prior to this, in chapter 23, he does give that, that that interlude for a warning of what's to come to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And then the intro for 24 comes around for chapter 24. They seems like what I got and what popped up on my mind as I was reading it, I can see it like the disciples, because they're looking back at the temple and just basically admiring it. Because from my understanding, the temple was like, Something really to admire. Mm-hmm. It was it was huge. Yeah. And then for Jesus to come out and say, basically, this whole thing gonna get to is going to be destroyed. Yeah. And what what I thought about, I'm like, that's similar to someone saying to Jesus saying, "Yeah, you see the National Mall, mm-hmm. whole thing's going to be destroyed." Mm-hmm. And that the temple was significant. Because that was like, instead of identifying themselves as Israelites, meaning the identity was based upon God, their identity was based upon the temple. Right. 
and God is basically telling him, I'm turning this thing. I'm, and this is the, what uh, the second temple. That's another thing. So this is the second temple. Right. So he's telling him, this whole thing, not nothing, nothing's going to be, every stone, no stone is going to be left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to me, that just opened up the door for them to ask that question in private. Yeah. It's like the Lord was leading them. Like he was already being intimate with them about what he was speaking to them in 23. Mm-hmm. 24, now that they're alone, okay, what got me it was like, well, another thing was their faith. Yeah. But ask a question like that, the, the way that they did ask, or was it, um, yeah, tell us when these things, tell us when these things will happen. That, and what will be the sign of your coming mm-hmm. and of the end of age? I think this is a American standard version, mm-hmm. uh, verse, the mid part of verse three. And I was like, for them to ask that, that's, that's faith. That means they actually, they believe what he said. It, even though it seems so outstanding, like, this is just crazy. You t- you're telling me that this huge temple is going to be just decimated, like, no stone left? And from my understanding, the stones were huge. Right. It was, like, like bigger than the ones, like, how they built the pyramids in Egypt. Mm-hmm. The stones for this, I think, were, I think were um, larger. So it was, like, I know a lot of, like, archaeological, I can't get it out, <laughs> different scholars and stuff. They they even tried to fathom how it was built. Yeah, it's an engineering just, it's an engineering marvel. Like those things that were built back then, it's, it's yeah. incredible how they made them and how they and he's like, structures where they don't they didn't just fall after they put them together. You know, they stayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, this whole thing's getting tore down. And instead of them being in like disbelief, they're like, okay, tell me more. And I think that only comes by being intimate with God. Yeah. And I, I love that he was so open and still is mm-hmm. open with us when we have those questions. Like, tell me more. Right. When you pray to him, tell me more. This right here seems kind of confusing. But I think what opened up that door for them to tell for him to tell more is the simple fact that they had faith. They believed what he said. They wasn't questioning him in disbelief. Like, you got to be out your mind. They was questioning him. They wasn't questioning his authority and what he was saying. I felt like they was really questioning with a sincere heart. Like, break this down to me. I want to know more. Mm-hmm. And what I found interesting with the, with the Lord is how he answered. He answered by giving them. You 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 alluded to this because it's not like really a warning, but more like preparation. Mm-hmm. Preparation of what's to come. He didn't just. Give them the straightforward answer, like, all right, first this right here gonna happen, this gonna happen. It was the first thing he comes out and he says in verse four, and Jesus answered and said to them, See to it that no one misleads you. Yeah. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will mislead many. And if a person is too ready to jump the gun, like ready to experience or thinking that God should answer a certain way. They may cut them off and be like, hold up, wait a minute. That ain't got nothing to do with the temple. Right. Right. But in fact, it does. Because what I got from, like, you know, leading up to the end time, which I feel like that's where we're at right now, currently, there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of misinformation, mm-hmm. a lot of deception going on, a lot of deception going on for them to see. And, 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 
I feel like it's just going to grow because prior to even with a time frame that we're in, there's always been people that tried to come and say that they were coming in the name of Christ, just basically false prophets. You know, they, that Paul talks about that. Peter talks about that in their day. Yeah. What I get is that there's going to be more of an increase of it. Continuing. And I just love how when Jesus gives this, he's saying it for us, like how you how you said it, the preparation to prepare us for this time frame, not to not to abandon us. Right. Because the temple, that second temple, got destroyed. And from my understanding, I think it was uh like 70 AD or something like that when right. they got destroyed. Yeah. So it's like it is if you witness the Lord say this temple is going to be destroyed and you witness him heal people uh, cause people to, to see all of that everything else that he said even though it may have not have came to light you're going to believe it it's going to solidify it right. and I feel like him saying that about the temple what it probably did for them because it's like yeah yeah he said this temple is going to be destroyed that was something impossible we couldn't see that happening. As strong as Rome is, we couldn't picture Rome doing that. Right. And here, boom, it, it happens. Mm -hmm. And it tells us straightforward, make sure that no one misleads you, yeah. which means it's a choice. It's a choice to be deceived. And I think we talked about this before. The reason being is because the Lord gives us so much information so we won't be deceived. Tell us what's up before it even happens. And I like how how the Bible puts it. The devil basically doesn't have any new tricks. Right. Everything is, is all the same. And so what I was doing, I was reading, I was just going by verse by verse, just taking time to like look at it, see it for what it was. For like like when it got down to like verse six, um, you will be hearing, you will be hearing um you will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened, for those things must take place, but that is but that is yet not the end. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's interesting. Because it shows that there's a purpose. It brought me back, like the first thing that came to mind was um Hebrews. It was Hebrews, it popped up in my mind because it was Hebrews and all because Hebrews um is it 12. So Hebrews 12 lines up with Habakkuk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because it's talking about the shaking. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the wars is like a form of like shaking, because it's basically at the end of the war, usually there's only gonna be a remnant. Of whatever is left over. Right. And that brings me back to one of my what we were reading in Isaiah, because the word remnant just keeps being used over and over and over and over again. Right, right. About right. his people, there's only gonna be a remnant mm -hmm. uh, of people that have. And sometimes you can kind of get this made because when you look around and you see the world turning into a lot of there's a lot of evil around you. For me, when I remember that, I'm like, yeah, he did tell me it's only gonna be a remnant. I mean, Jesus literally said that the road to hell was wide and the road to heaven is, is narrow. There's not that many people on it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can get, 
you kind of feel discouraged, but then you remember, he told me this already. He told me this already. It's hard to be deceived when you rely on him telling you it already. And right. it's coming to pass right before your eyes. Yeah. The thing that's um I mean you you hit it on you hit on it a couple times too, is it and it's just you know, really the difference between a warning and preparation. Mm-hmm. Right? So think about like when you're in school and your teacher tells you you're gonna have it's like a Wednesday. The teacher tells you you're going to have a test next Wednesday, right? And yeah. that, that's a warning. But when she says, all right, we, we got this test, but let's get prepared for that test. Let's go over this stuff that we already told you, right? Let's, let's, let, you, you know what you've already done. There's not, there's not going to be anything new on the test. It's going to be mm-hmm. the stuff that we've done before. Um, you, you know, we'll go over some of the stuff in class, but I want you to rely on some of the homework assignments I already gave you. I want you to rely yeah. on some of the classwork assignments I already gave you. And so that's, to me, that's the biggest difference here. It, because mm-hmm. He says in verse eight, short verse, all these are the beginning of sorrows. And this is right after he says, as you pointed out, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places. And he said, to me, it's like when he says all these things are the beginning of sorrows, it's like that's one of, that's the sort of preparation word. Because he's already laid the groundwork in terms of what it takes to follow him. Mm-hmm. What it takes to be and to walk with him and what it takes to be a follower of Christ. He's not telling you this. He's not telling us this as, you know, a reason for us to be sorrowful. Right. I think he's when I see this, these type of statements from Jesus, he's saying these things to those who don't know him. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. The Walking with Jesus podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. To those mm-hmm. like all the all these things are the beginning of sorrows. And I would add, I mean, you know, the way I interpret it to those who don't believe in me, to those who don't have faith, to those who aren't worthy of following me, their sorrows will begin. Right. Yeah. And, and just like you said before, it's so it, it feels like we're in those times because we see this. We see people who don't have the rock in their life, how sorrowful they are, how frightened they are, how misled they can easily be. 
and, yeah. and you know when he says all these are the beginning of sorrows it's just amazing to me because in that short sentence is the preparation and the warning mm-hmm. this is like almost like um god is telling you this is the beginning of sorrow so it's like a it's like a a a, a red flag or an antenna going up yeah his followers that's like, what okay, I, you need to be prepared yeah. for this yeah and that's how that's how that's how i take it mm-hmm. like he's telling you instead of just saying this is what it's gonna look like like boom 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 yeah. he's saying be prepared mm-hmm. you know with all this going on first things first don't let nobody deceive you yeah. because when your things get chaotic yeah information information changes right. just like the, the old game mm-hmm. of um whispering like if you was in a classroom mm-hmm. the teacher tell you to whisper something. yeah and one and by the time you make it to the other side of the classroom it, it's unchanged yeah and i feel like that's why it's so important to have that rock yeah. jesus truth yeah you know that he's the truth because when you have all this stuff going on all at one time all this stuff going on, it's easy to be misled. I, I mean, all the chaos going on, it's easy for somebody to come out and say, hey, this is the Christ. I'm the Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy for people to go along with that. But what the Lord is saying, don't be deceived by that. Mm-hmm. And I like, because in the version that I have for verse 8, mm-hmm. the American Standard Version, but all these things are near the beginning of birth pains. Mm-hmm. That, that, that triggered me. Yeah. Because birth pains, I look at it like when a woman is in labor, the first contraction, it may be a gap yeah. between the next contraction. Right. But the, the contractions are, we know the baby on the way. And when I look at the world and what's going on, like when you're saying earthquakes in different places, um, the famines, it's such commonplace now to hear about earthquakes going off in places that mm, don't come to mind with an earthquake. Because I remember coming up, the only thing I mean, West Coast, earthquakes. East Coast, no earthquakes. Maybe if you South Carolina, Charleston for like a long time ago. Right. Or, or like a long time ago for Memphis uh, in that region of the country, the Ozarks. Outside of that, none of that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. But it's like over the years, what was it, 2012, there was an earthquake that was felt that messed up the um, Washington Monument? Yep. Yep. Then uh, we were talking, so it was last weekend, there was an earthquake in um, North Carolina, and they was yep. talking about they put in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It was like this. I mean, earlier this year, now I think about it, for COVID, there was an earthquake that was felt down in Miami. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... All this stuff is going on. When we turn on the news, it's such a common place to hear about famines, to hear about a shortage of food somewhere, yeah. to hear about I me, mean, to hear about nation against nation. There's so many, many wars or talk of a war going on. All that is commonplace now. Mm-hmm. But it's like when, you, for example, earthquake coming. Now we get COVID. Right. A few months in COVID. Now we get all the civil unrest in our nation. Mm-hmm. Then it pops up civil um, unrest also expanding over to Europe with what's what happened here in our country. Mm-hmm. And it's like 
there's no gap between one event and another, almost. They're becoming closer and closer and closer, which how, when I think about the term birth pain, I'm like, yeah, um, this is, this is why it is so important to have a biblical mind, to have a biblical worldview yeah. on what the Lord has said. So we won't be easily deceived because, like I said, it's so easy when chaos is going on. It's like um, some of the movies like Transformers and stuff when they like downtown and all this chaos is going on. Mm-hmm. You know, like with, uh, with one of the Marvel movies or um, Avengers and the Hulk and all them, all them fighting in downtown New York and Manhattan mm-hmm. and all that's going on and people can't find one another. Yeah. Lost information is going on. Mm-hmm. But he's saying, you, I want you to know exactly where you're at, and I want you to know exactly where you're going. Mm-hmm. But by what I'm giving you now, you're going to be all right. Yeah. And I feel like it's definitely more preparation than for warning. For the world, warning. But for us, preparation. Preparation. Because then he says, like in verse 9, then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you. Mm-hmm. Be hated, and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. At that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate, and hate another. Mm-hmm. And, I'm sorry, yeah, hate one another. And we'll wind the clock back. You're not really hearing about it now, but a few years ago, there was a big talk with ISIS because ISIS was just chopping people's heads off overseas. Yeah, and it's they was targeting Christians in, in areas of the Middle East. And it was disheartening to hear about it or even see some of the, 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 uh, the footage mm-hmm. going on. But it makes me think about this. What this verse is, handing people over. And that just, that's not even full-blown scale. Of what it could looking like for our world. Not saying ISIS taking over, but just the chaos. The chaos with that. Because we're living in a time right now that we're post-Christianity in our in our nation. You can't hold a biblical worldview publicly and don't and it don't come with a consequence now. A consequence that you can you could possibly lose your job. And in some cases there were cases before, which is which I was just baffled about, where people actually got arrested. Um, there was an older lady in Philly. It was a few years ago, and she was against um, homosexuality. And I forgot the extent of the case, but she ended up being arrested. Mm. And I recall there was a lady, um, she was riding the subway in Miami, and she was just saying, old lady, she was hanging a gospel song. And they... Um, they arrested her or tried to, yeah, I think they arrested her and kicked her off the um, the train. But this is go, she wasn't even being disrupted. That was the thing about it. It was an old lady. She wasn't being disrupted. And the thing about it is mainly because it's the times we're in. Yeah. It's yeah. the times we're in where what used to be accepted at the Christian worldview. It's not easily accepted, which makes the vacuum for evil to come in. Yeah. And I just found that, like, when he go, like, it was, 
when I, as I was reading this, I was like, man, this, this just reads like a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, so many things pop up in my mind. It's like, like, many false prophets will arise and will mislead many because lawlessness is increased. Most people's love will go cold. Uh, verse 11 of Matthew 24. And I'm like, there's tons of false prophets. Just look at our communities, black communities, how many churches are on the corner in the hood? Yeah. And I remember, especially like back home in Florida, when you go, when you're trying to help out, like if we do like uh, giving out free lunches and stuff or, or like during this time of the year, back to school. So we handing out um, book bags and stuff like that mm-hmm. in the, and in the hood. And folks, folks used to be like, oh, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't deal with the church. Mm. And I already know why. False prophets. You don't see somebody preach the prosperity gospel or they live in all types of ways and claiming to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. But what this shows here in scripture is that this is, we are approaching a time frame where you can't play being a Christian no more. Right. Either you're going to be in or you're not. Or, or you not. Because this, we're coming, like in some parts of the country, I mean, in the world, you can't pretend to be a Christian, or you did. That's right. But what I'm seeing is that what I'm seeing now is that that stuff is growing around the whole world. Because hmm. it's even parts over here that's been happening. Like you can't, you can't do it. Um, there was a gentleman, which he came to our um, the the huddle. But he was the fire chief in Atlanta, and they let him go. Because he wrote a book, and in his book was just a Christian, Christian, Christian book. Mm-hmm. They let him go for his his viewpoint on homosexuality. Mm. It's like your your your, your whole well being is under attack. And what I'm seeing in the Lord is like, don't lose heart. This right. is happening before I come back. These things are going to happen, and it and it hit me. Why? Because this is the age of man. This is the day of man. Man is ruling. The day of the Lord, which in Isaiah, which is so interesting how God has this. Like we're going over Isaiah, and then we hit this up. <laughs> it's like in Isaiah, he keeps mentioning the day of the Lord, which is a terrible day, which makes sense because when Jesus comes back, he has to judge, just like in the previous chapter of Matthew. When Jesus stepped in the temple, he had he had to correct them. He wouldn't be God, and just like he wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a good parent if I saw my child doing something wrong and didn't address it. He wouldn't be God if he did not take that approach, just to sit back and turn the other cheek. So for him to come back and be like, I'm going to set up my kingdom and let all this foolishness continue to go on, wouldn't be right. And as I was sitting here reading, as I was reading this, and I thought about me saying, because lawlessness is increased. Mm-hmm. when you have lawlessness being not only taught but legalized we got a problem we have a problem I mean very things that is condemned in the Bible is now being legalized mm-hmm. it was talks a few years ago um, I'm not sure if you remember, there was um, 
think it was the DC Council was trying to make it legal for prostitution. Yeah. And it's like, it don't take a rocket science to know that stuff, huh? I mean, but I think they was also trying to make it even with minors. That was another thing. Like, you could be underneath the age of 18. And I was like, it's twisted. Just twisted. Yeah, this point, um, this point, this point came, like, it hit me pretty hard, too, because not only just the fact that it says lawlessness, but... Um, in the version I'm reading, New, New King James, it says, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And mm-hmm. that, that really, really resonated with me because we know love is one of the key elements of our faith. Yes, yes. Like love is the, love is the foundation of the New Testament, Right. And, and it, it it really is the the element that ties us all together. It ties us to God and it ties us to each other, right? And so when when I saw that, I was like, man, lawlessness, which but it's it's a specific type of lawlessness that removes love. Mm-hmm. So when you when you talk about prostitution, when you talk about um, uh, uh, just you know, random sexual acts and homosexuality and all this stuff and same-sex marriage. Like, it removes love. Yes. It removes the breakdown love. of the family. Yes. And, That's where you grow from. Yeah, yeah. And, but but even, even with that, right, Jesus says, he, give, he gives you another preparation thing, right? Like, this is a preparation. Like, law, don't lose heart. He who endures to the end will be saved. Mm-hmm. And that, that's just, so he gives you a, a, a really dire situation in terms of lawlessness and the removal of love. But he also gives us the, the, the promise, right? The, the, the preparation, I mean, of enduring, right? And that, that is one of the key elements of, you know, our relationship or our Christian walk, you ha- you have to endure, right? You have to endure the 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 attacks, endure mm-hmm. the, the the different times that we're facing. So that that you know lawlessness. That's I mean, it, again, this is something that we're seeing now. You know, we're we're we're, we're experiencing lawlessness, particularly w- with the the the. Um, uh, civil unrest and where the president has uh, sort of overridden local authority, local law enforcement is, with the situation in Seattle, right? He basically over, over, not overthrow, but overstepped the local authorities, local law enforcement's ability and made it his own. And so whatever local laws have been set up, he's basically disregarding them and you know you're turning man against man, and again, it's just like Jesus is saying, we're this mm-hmm. lawlessness. This type of lawlessness removes love, and that was yeah. one of the things I thought about when 
you you when you send the national guard into a a, a, a city or a town, like you you're basically creating the civil war. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these are men and women who come from this. A lot of times, the national guard are people that live in that area, right? Yeah, and, yeah. It's usually, usually from that state. Enjoying the show? We'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply share the show with a friend, that will give them a new way to experience Jesus and help us out too. Now back to the show. From that state and going in mm-hmm. to white people that, you know, they probably grew up with. And, you know, to me, it's just mind boggling. And, you know, that, you know, you got the reservists who do the stuff on the weekend and all that sort of stuff. But it's just amazing how, how we are seeing a lot of this stuff play out now. Yeah. What's interesting, not even just our country that's like that. Like South yeah. America, the unrest that's been going on down there with Brazil, mm-hmm. uh, Venezuela, the, the rise in just the talks of communism or AKA socialism, just yeah. the rise in talks of that when that type of economy, the Bible doesn't support, right. but it does tell you that that type of economy will exist with the antichrist. That's right. And it's just, just seeing the overwhelming support for it to a degree is sad, but it's not, how can I put it? It's not, it's not shocking at the same time because I feel like you, it, by not having the word teached properly, mm-hmm. it opens the door for false prophets, which opens the door for, like you said, no love. Yeah. You know, they, they ain't going to So since it's not being taught properly, just how it was in the days of Israel, there was no teaching priests. So people did whatever that was right in their sight. And what do we hear today? My truth. That's right. Whatever that is. And so it's like when we hear the truth that we object to it naturally, which is true. We will naturally object to it because we're in the flesh. Only this, we have to be more in tune to the spirit to gravitate towards the truth. And the truth from God is going to cut. It's going to cut. Because we was born in a wicked world and we have wicked hearts to start with. Yeah. And it takes us being made over with Christ, the relationship. And, and I, I, what I get from reading is Jesus is saying a lot and I don't hear the disciples interrupt them. Mm-mm. Whereas in our day, when Jesus talks, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What you saying? That don't make no sense. Right. <laughs> because it's fit the narrative of what we believe. You know, it don't fit the narrative of what we know. Right. But here it is. They're like, yeah, tell me more. And they're just listening just like a little child. Like a little child in front of a fire. And they even went camping and now we're hearing the story. You know, that's that's what comes to mind. And I love what Jesus said. And you said this. Um, the word endure. Mm-hmm. Jesus isn't sugarcoating that this is not going to be 
that it's going to be hard. He's not sugarcoating. He's saying, basically, it's going to be hard and you need to endure it. And I'm going to be right with you and you need to endure it. I've overcame, so you're going to overcome. You're going to overcome. And that is important to remember because we're living in some rough times. And when I look at it from the time frame from when we, from years ago to now, I'm like, man, I'm one picture and it's the lawlessness, the disrespect, the, just the breakdown of the, uh, of the family, which if, if the core nuclear family is right, most of the time, that's the like, the, that's the like one of the foundations for a society. We're literally seeing our society being broken down bit by bit. And it's just, it's, it's interesting to see because these are the signs of the time. But what I, what, what highlights to me is that next verse, 14, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the, in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. Yeah. When I was reading this, I thought about the Bible Museum. So there's a spot in the Bible Museum that shows like, so one part of it is show you all like how the Bible got from the, its original text, mm-hmm. I think from, uh, from when it was translated in the Septuagint um, during Roman times to when it was translated from, 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 um, from Latin to English. And then, it, then there's another section that'll show you in the Bible Museum of how they tried to use the Bible um, during slavery, doing chattel slavery here in America. And then there's another part that I, really pops off with this verse because it's adjacent. It was right across the hall from the part where they show you all the men that died translating scripture to English so we can have it today because they, they died horrible deaths. Mm. And this is over there in England, in Europe. And they show all the Bibles. They, they show the languages that the word has been translated in. And then there's a sec- section showing the rest of the langu- languages that it needs to be translated in. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to see that because now it's like you got to count now. <laughs> yeah. And like they, they, they're, like they're little, the empty books, the ones that show the languages, like some of the languages, the language I never even heard of. Like over in India and stuff in Asia, uh-huh. I never even heard of. But when you pick up the book, it's just empty because it hasn't been translated yet. But I remember talking to my wife when we were there, and I was like, you know, just because it hasn't been translated, that don't mean God hasn't sent somebody over there and preached the gospel. Right. I said it's so interesting because now you got the internet, and you can go to a third world country and have the internet in some places. Yeah. And it's like the word, the word is definitely going around the world right now. It's real easy to get. And that verse, that verse, along with that experience of being at the Bible Museum, was just like, man, we are definitely what Jesus said. His word is not coming back to him void. Yeah. It definitely doesn't come back to him void. Yes. So after um, he talks about this, the end will come after the gospel is being spread across the the nations. The next section is the great tribulation. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and this abomination of desolation, which from my understanding is what the Antichrist would erect in the temple, right? It's like a, yeah. um, a, either a statue of him, uh, him himself or just something, right, that desecrates the, the temple of God. Mm-hmm. And this is a big deal. Right, because th- this is like if you're looking for a a, a, a timer for the this end of it. time, this is it, <laughs> right? <laughs> when we get the when we get this abomination of desolation, it's fourth quarter. <laughs> you can set your clock to that, bro. You can set your yes. clock to that because we are say the end game, the infinite yeah, war yeah, game. <laughs> <laughs> in the end game, bro. In the end game, because th- that is, I mean, there's some things, and you talk about different translations um, of the Bible, but this is something that, and I actually looked up the, um, in the commentary on this, and just did some research on it. Like, this is, there's certain parts of the Bible that don't change. There's other mm-hmm. ones with, with translations and dialects and presence, tense, past tense. They, they, they change a little bit. But this right here, no. No change. No. This, this is a big group. <laughs> yes, th- therefore, this is verse 15. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. And then Jesus, I mean, after he says that, he says some really alarming things, right? It's like a siren is going off. Like, how do you do it for a hurricane? (laughs) He says a few alarming things after that, like, you know, this to to really emphasize the importance of this event. Mm -hmm. He says, those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. If you're if you're on the housetop, don't go downstairs. That's serious. Yeah, I mean, woe, woe to those who are pregnant. Woe to those who are um, nursing babies. And if your flight may not be in the winter or on Sabbath, like this is some serious stuff. Serious. serious. <laughs> Whoa, this man. When I read, when I read this, so there's a lot of things that can be said about our president we have now, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things that, because I, I see the news and all that stuff, but one of the things I've been uh, critical of him on is this issue here. Because there has been, even before he got in office, there's, there has been talks about building up this third temple. Right now, where, where the third temple which is where the previous temples once were, the Dome of the Rock sits there, which the Muslims yeah. occupy. Muslim, yeah, yeah. But there was talks amongst, um, I've forgotten the name, I can't think of the name, of the people, it's high-ranking officials within the Islam community over, over in the Middle East. They came together with some of the Pharisees that's currently over there now, and they're talking about building up this temple, saying we all can have a world religion that glorifies God with this third temple. And so one of the things, the reason why I brought up uh, bringing up with Trump 
is because one of the things that he's been trying to do, like even recently this this week that just passed, is, um, he signed a treaty with the uh, UAE, um, United United uh, Arab yeah, Emirates. Right. Yeah, yeah. He signed a treaty with them in uh, Israel because uh, Israel was currently trying to um, annex the rest of the West Bank. Um, West Bank, and so with that treaty, it's kind of like stopping that. Um, you're saying it's supposed to be kind of like stopping it. But one of the things, like for example, when he moved the uh, the um, man, what's wrong with my mind? <laughs> when he moved the the embassy, man, when he moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to yeah. Jerusalem, okay, that's not a bad thing because we're supposed to recognize that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. Right, right. But what I'm also looking at is the fact that he's also been trying to, you know, gear things up. I just pay attention to what he's saying and I pay attention to what he's not saying. That's why I try not to listen to what the pundits are saying all the time. He mm-hmm. said this, said that. No, no, no. Just tell, I, I can go watch the video myself and see what he's saying. And what I'm looking at is what he's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be the one that make peace over there. Yeah. Now the Bible tells us who is going to be the one to do that. Right. It's going to be the Antichrist. Yeah. <laughs> now I ain't saying I ain't saying our president is dead, but I'm saying I look at the news from I feel like the Lord gave us this so we can look at the world from what's going on from a biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. When I look at the news, it's what I'm looking at it for, and I'm like, man, they're talking about the talks of them rebuilding the third temple in my lifetime. That that and just knowing that this right here, what Jesus is saying in verse 15, that's a siren. Like mm-hmm. like you this fourth quarter. <laughs> This is the end of the game here. That's right. And I'm like, they're, they're talking about it in my lifetime? Oh, yeah, this is real. This is That lets me know what time of day the signs where we're at mm-hmm. and what Jesus is saying, the proximity of it. And I'm like, man, it's just, it's alarming. It's yeah. alarming because we have leaders now that's not scared to talk about this subject, but they're not talking about it. No, I, I believe they're not talking about it being biblically sound. Like they understand what they're talking about. They're talking about because they're looking at it from a political perspective, which is interesting because God said these things will come to pass. Right. And what I found very interesting was um, with verse 20, but pray that your flights are not being in the winter. And I thought you got some, um, we, we as Christians, we have some say in the matter. Prayer is serious. For Jesus to say, pray that your flight, when all this happens, pray that it's not in the winter on a, or on a Sabbath. Sabbath. Yeah. What I got from that, I was like, so he's basically telling us, if we stay, one, pay attention. Be steadfast in what's going on. Pay attention to what's going on. And when you're seeing what's going on, communicate with me with that. When you communicate with me with that, certain things will happen that's supposed to happen. If you don't communicate with me, certain things will happen that's not supposed to happen because there ain't been an open line of communication. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, that's something so simple. When something is, what, what's the term? The term that they, fatalism. Because it's easy to read this passage and fall into fatalism when you just feel like, okay, since God said it's just going to be that way. Right. It's just going to be that way. And I feel like what the Lord is saying, yes, these things must come to pass, but you are an active participant in it as well. Yeah. You and I are active participants in this. 
as well. We were born just how Esther has written it on the book of Esther for such a time as this. Exactly. So if we can recognize these things are going on, I mean that the Lord put us here, put us here for a divine purpose, a divine reason with these things going on. And our prayers change things. We have to we have the power to pray for nations and it changes the course of things. I just wonder like for example, I went around in nineteen forty eight or during World War II, but if the church would have been more focused on what God called the church to do, what really would have happened then? How many lives would have been saved? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting there's some heavy things that the Lord is saying, like don't turn back in the field. Mm. Like the only thing you can do is just stay focused on focus on him. And he says, for then there will be great tribulation, such as has not occurred since the beginning of the world until now, nor ever will. And that's alarming because when I think about the footage of uh Rwanda. But what happened in Rwanda with the uh, with the two tribes, and I remember seeing that footage. How the History Channel used to be when they actually showed history stuff. Yeah. The real footage is worse than the movie. Yes. Because I remember just seeing it was just horrible, just seeing body after body, yes. rivers just full of blood and people. It's just horrible. And when I'm reading this verse, it's basically telling me it's going to be worse than that. It's going to be worse than that. Mm. And he says in verse 22, in those days have been cut short. Unless those days have been cut short, no life would have been saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Yeah. If it's not for God, God keeps his remnant. If it wasn't for his own children, mm-hmm. we'll just let it ride. But he's like, no, not you gonna I'm gonna extend my mercy because of you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking because I'm like, that's just horrible. Like you put put together the Holocaust, chattel slavery, the 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 time frame it took for the brain of slaves over here, yeah. all that death, all the horrific events, all those things taking place in the Bible's literally saying it ain't got nothing on us to come. Yeah, I mean it's 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 powerful, man. This is powerful, but I but I again, we know the truth, right? And we know because I read about this in the commentary as well. Because there's um the children, will be, the church is going to be called up, right? And yeah. so there is some belief that the church won't have to experience tribulation. But what the commentary was talking about is that the people who come to Christ during the tribulation, this is, I'm not saying it's it's just for them, but that's kind of who Jesus is talking to. Mm -hmm. He's trying to explain it to because the the body the, the the body of Christ probably won't experience this, but we you know again we don't know, and if we take it for what it 
for what it's worth and take this as truth, we have to, I, I guess, I guess my feeling is that we do have to go through this. I'm still, ha- I still have some joy in my heart because I know that Jesus is coming. Yeah. And that's the thing, you want him to come back. When I'm looking right. at, I'm looking at some of the things like um, earlier in the week. What was it? So me and my wife, we were talking about talking about lawlessness. So we were talking, there was Cardi B put out a new um, I guess video song or whatever. It's horrible. I don't even really care to listen to a lot of stuff that come out. Mm-hmm. But I think it was like an interview or something they were discussing. It. Yeah, there was an interview that they were discussing it on YouTube. And, and they just showed like a little snippet um, like of the beginning of it. And I'm like, this is just horrible because it's, it's marketed really. It's mar- it felt like it's marketed to kids. Yeah. And it, it's sad. And as I'm sitting there, like I was talking to my wife, I was like, the main thing I think about, I'm just like, we need Christ to come back. Yeah. Because if we keep going down the path of where we're going, all it is is just destruction. Yeah. We just literally just destroying ourselves and we thinking that we're not because we got new technology now yeah. or, or we're more enlightened now. But the basic things we can't even keep together like our families. I'm like, this is if Christ doesn't come back, we're doomed. Yeah. And I agree with you. Like, that's where the hope is at in him, mm-hmm. knowing that he's coming back. When I'm reading this, I'm like, yeah, it seems bad. Well, it don't seem bad. It's bad. It but bad. Yeah. he's coming. Right. He's coming back. Because right now, we're like, you know, we're living in a day of man when man is basically ruling. Mm-hmm. And with man ruling, we're, we're seeing that the heart of man is, is, is rough. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's the joy that's in, in our heart. And that leads us to, um, you know, really the event. What all of this is leading up to is Jesus coming back. And in verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And that, you know, just thinking about that, when it says the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give us light, you know how mind-blowing that would be? Can't even fathom that. I can see it now. NASA trying to figure it out. <laughs> right. With the, the sun sitting right up in the middle of the sky and it's dark. Dark. The moon's still there, but it's still dark. Dark. <laughs> it's crazy, right? And so, again, this is a situation where you're like, this is not, well, I mean, one of the first things when I read this is like, well, like, how do you deal with this when you don't know Jesus? Like, if you don't know Jesus, then like, how do you process this in your brain? I think that's when it's okay the old saying when people say stop crying it's not the end of the world if you don't know Christ and this occurs it's okay to start crying it's okay to keep crying like it's no way you can process this 
It's, it's like, like how we're living in a time now with COVID where people are struggling because like this has never happened before. They're trying to do things like it's never been done before. And I ain't gonna lie, this time frame is kind of kind of hard to process too. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So 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 think about you know the th- one of the things with COVID is is like the lack of control, right? So imagine mm-hmm. looking up at the sun. No scheduled eclipse supposed to happen. It's just straight dark. It's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And it's straight dark. Man. Like you said, you're going to have NASA all over the TV. You know, experts running their mouth. <laughs> Man. But that's why I, I love this word so much because Jesus is preparing us. He's like, don't get... Don't get shaken up. Don't get out of your mind. Don't stress about this. This one you have to get in the spirit. Yes. Because the flesh will tell you to hit the panic button 20,000 times. Like the sun is not, sun is not showing like nothing. Like all this crazy junk going on. You got got a man saying that he's God. They done built the temple and he's saying he's God standing in the temple. Now you're saying people just getting slotted everywhere. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, the flesh would say hit the panic button. The spirit would say, remember what I told you. Right. And he's not, I don't even picture the Lord yelling it. Small, still whisper voice. Mm-hmm. Remember what I told you. Remember what I told you. I feel like now is the time frame we get our practice on. Mm-hmm. Like we we get our practice right now. We leave like let's say the rapture was to happen like right now. We called up everything physical still remained in here. So all our possessions still be here. Somebody coming to like somebody coming to my house and be like, okay, they all panicking. They sit down, start reading the word right where I left it at. And like, oh, this stuff is happening right now. Yeah, yeah. they can start to see. Okay, this. This book is different than the Quran. Right. This is different than any other book because this book said this was going to happen. So therefore, the God of this book has to be the real God. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I say, well, this is the time for we get our practice on. Like we're, we, we are giving an example on how to live now. That's right. So even if we get called up to heaven through the rapture, what we left behind is good. You know? Or let's say if we had to stay during this, during the tribulation, or we're getting our practice on now by being by being solidified in the faith. Mm. So we endure. That's right. It's, it's going to be spectacular, man. It's going to be spectacular when it comes back and all the things happen because he also talks about um, it will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, and from one end of heaven to the other. I mean, that's a spectacular occurrence. Yeah, you can't miss that. You can't. And again, it just gives me, like you said, it's, it's a calming. It's a calming in all of the tribulation and all of the chaos, this this is the calming. When you hear those trumpets, when you see the the, the sky separate 
and and Jesus appear in heaven, out of heaven. I mean, like you said, it's like thank you. You know, you like thank you, Jesus. Thank you for coming. Thank you that your word is law. Mm-hmm. The promise that you gave us was real, and I mean, it, although to be spectacular, like I said, he he's preparing us for it. You know, it's, it's like um. You hear people say sometimes, like, you know, everybody has to die, but when it happens, it's still a bit of unsettling. Mm-hmm. With this word here, it's helping us get our minds and our hearts to come to terms with these things that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and so when they do happen, it shouldn't be a shock. It should be a situation like, oh, man, this is... It's come. It's happening. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, like a baby. Like you've been, you've been seeing she's pregnant, right? And now, oh, 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 we gotta go to the hospital. Like now, it's happening, happening now. Like, yeah, yeah right, <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly, exactly. And that's what I, I get from it is like is more preparation because prior to it in the other verses, he does come out and say, "Don't give weight when twenty four for false Christ and false prophets will arise and show great signs and wonders so to mislead if, if possible even the elect. And he says, behold, I have told you in advance. So if they say to you, behold, he's in the wilderness, don't go out. Behold, he's in the inner rooms, do not believe them. Because it's like this event, it's going to be worldwide. You're going to know when Jesus comes back. You're going to know. There's not going to be any room for misinterpretation here. Right. It's like, you're going to know this thing this isn't going to be a normal day, right? CNN not going to need to be not going to need to tell you breaking news. Everybody's going to know mm-hmm. with their own eyes. Yeah, their own eyes. So then I, I like what he says. Thirty-two, verse thirty-two. Now learn the parable of the fig tree. When its branches already become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So you too, when you see all these things, recognize that he is near, right at the door. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. That's a confidence builder. That's right. Because your confidence in him, the builder in faith, because it points right back at him. What he's saying is going to come to pass. And we know it because, for example, just reading Isaiah, in their day, they felt like how we did. Mm-hmm. Oh, we strong. We good. We got this yeah. temple. We, we booming over here. Well, maybe we'll be a little oppressed, but you know, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to be all right. And, <laughs> but Jesus said, he's like, no, no, no. Since you rejected me, mm-hmm. here comes judgment. This will happen. And it happened. It happened. We know about it because they was literally dispersed on every corner of the world. And then 1948, boom, country again. And his his word doesn't pass away. He makes sure that he makes sure that it comes to pass. But I love what he's saying is like just how you know when a certain season, like when summer is coming, just how you know for a fact you ain't got to look at the calendar. You can just look outside, feel it. Yeah. That's how we should be when when we look around and we see these events going on. I feel like. Instead of being in dismay, we should just know for certain. Yeah, we're in the end times, but God put us here for a time such as this. Yeah. Such a time as this. 
it's it's like you said, it's it's the confidence, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's knowing that you know. Um, just like you know from looking at the calendar what season it is. Yeah. It's like we know, um, you know, by looking at our watch, we know what time it is, right? It, it's it's a when we see these things, like we said before, like you said before, it, these are precursors to the main event. So when we see these things happening, it should get us confident because we know he's returning. We know yeah. these are all leading up to the spectacular occurrence. And so we shouldn't be shaken. We shouldn't be like, okay, confused. Nah, when you look at your watch, you're not confused. You get certain. Mm-hmm. It's certain in about what time it no. is. Yeah, it's time to go to work. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm with you 100 percent on that. This is this is a, a confidence builder, a faith builder right here, because we we he's preparing us. He's preparing us. And if we do our legwork, like you said, the training where we spending time with in his word and spending time with him, it's only gonna solidify. Mm-hmm our understanding, our confidence, our insurance. It's only going to get solidified. You know, when we, when we, I think we talked about this on Thursday, it's like we have problems. We run into these challenges when we don't spend time with him, when we are separated from him. Stay stay in faith, stay in the spirit. You only get, you only get stronger. You don't get weaker when you spend time with him. You don't Mm -hmm. get weak. Your, Your faith doesn't get weaker you can stay in the word it only gets stronger and so this is this is really good he he leads from here to um no one knowing when he's gonna come and giving us sort of this the the idea that because we don't know when he's gonna come and this is this is that resonates with me a lot because that my grandmother used to say this to a lot, say this to me a lot. He's like, you don't know when he's going to come back, so you need to act like he's going to come back every day. Yeah. Right? And, and that's what I, I got from this. Um, and I have mm-hmm. highlighted um, verse 37, but as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. Basically saying, Noah acted in faith. He didn't know when the rain was coming, but every yeah. day he prepared. He prepared his family, he prepared everybody that wanted to be prepared for that day. Mm-hmm. And that and, and I mean going back to Hebrews, he's in the he he's in the 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 hall of faith. Hall of faith, yeah. Because he That's what matters. He, he he acted um He believed in God's word and he acted on it. Enjoy what you're hearing. We'd love to hear how walking with Jesus is helping you. Keep listening to hear how you can leave us a message that we may use on the show. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now back to the show.
those things that he didn't see, he acted on it. He walked by faith and not by sight. So this is this is powerful because that's a call to me. It's a call to action. Just like we were just saying, it's a call to action to remain in the faith. Yeah. Don't 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 that tether that is um, his word that connects us to him. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. Don't ease up on it. Don't mm-hmm. don't come off the pedal. Keep pressing. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Yeah. And and just grab hold of that tether with all all your might because we don't. The bottom line is we don't know when he's coming back. Mm-hmm. And it's it's almost as if I'm getting a revelation here. If 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 we decide to let go, all of this confidence that he's built up in this chapter with the 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 uh, the prophecy. We'll lose it. We'll be just like the, the, the unbelievers. Yeah, yeah. If, if we don't stay connected to him, when these things happen, when the sky goes dark, we and we don't have that confidence, mm-hmm. we haven't built up our faith, we're going to be crying. Mm-hmm. We're going to be confused and just mm-hmm. like everybody it. else. It ain't even got to go dark. If your faith ain't right, from based upon how how the Bible put it, if you take the mark of the beast, Ooh, yeah, that that little what we call the chip, yeah. that's it, yeah, that's it. And I, I I was talking to my son about this before a while ago. I was like, you know, that chip, that that question where you take the mark in order to eat, in order to put a roof over your, head, um, over your head. I said that same question is being asked right now. Mm-hmm. Because we have a choice where we live right and follow what God says or we go along with the world and try and do it our way and get it done quick. Because it's going to come with a cost. It's going to come with a cost. And I love it how verse 36 is, how, to say, how, how, how these verses are, because it's important to know that no one knows when he's coming back. Mm-hmm. You remember back in, uh, what was it, 2012? 2012 supposed to be the end of the world. <laughs> and I remember hearing that junk talking about some years, the Mayan calendar. And I'm like, yo, nobody knows when that's, when that's no, nobody knows. That's right. Only one one that knows is God the Father. Mm-hmm. So I'm not being all stressed out trying to buy a bunker. <laughs> only, only, only he knows. And what I find interesting, like that same mindset, what you said with, with, with your grandmother, the same mindset. When I read this before, that's what came online. It's like, I got to be ready. I got to make sure what I'm doing right now, if God was to come back right now, would I be okay with what I'm currently doing right now, having to face him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I ain't going out to no club. <laughs> it's real simple. <laughs> it it kind of like narrowed down the decision making a lot, especially when I was younger. I was like, okay, this makes perfect sense. <laughs> but I remember hearing Tony Evans also preach on the same passage because I and I never looked at it from the perspective that he brought it mm-hmm. and that and he was saying in the days of Noah um, in the days of Noah there was a lot of demon possession yeah and I was like I never paid attention to that but I was like that's true when reading in Genesis there was a lot of demon possession and it's like that that the the since Satan knows Jesus is coming back 
the demonic activity heightens up. So back in in the Gospels, there's a lot of demonic activity. Jesus casting out a lot of demons. Right. And in the book of Revelations, you see a lot of demonic activity going on. And it's like in our day, it's going on, but we don't really recognize it. Mm -hmm. And people are still doing what they normally do, getting married, taking, you know, changing careers, all that other stuff. Just a normal, just going along with the flow, being entertained with the things of this world mm -hmm. and not being focused on the spirituality of things. And I think just by knowing this verse, this, this, this passage connects you to what really matters in the right now. Like knowing my decisions, being aligned, being tethered to the word, plays a part in my life right now and moving forward. Mm -hmm. It's going to either, because I have to stand before Christ. If he comes right now and that trumpet blows, can I be okay with what I'm currently doing right now having to stand before him? Yeah. That's yeah. so good. And that's, yeah, that's, that's, whole, battle, right? that's the battle yeah. that we talk about, right? That integrity and that conviction that we... We have to maintain. Right? We have to maintain because we because it ultimately comes down to the to this next section, which is the faithful servant and the evil servant. Mm -hmm. Verse forty six says, "Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing." Assuredly, I say to you that. He will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at an hour that he's not aware of. And he will cut him in two and point him, appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's what it all boils down to, man. When we talk about conviction, when we talk about living in integrity, living by faith and not by sight, it's so that when he does come, he's not disappointed in us. Yeah. That he says, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what you want to hear. You don't, I mean, just ooh. Yes. Weeping and gashing the teeth. That's pain. Yes. That's pain. Like, don't want to have to even experience that. You're around hypocrites. And this is eternity. Right. Not in and right. It's, it's, I mean, that's, that's, that's important to remember. It's like in life, things change. Mm -hmm. It's seasonal. There's an end to everything. Mm -hmm. Eternity? Oh, there's no end in sight. None. A million years is a drop in a bucket in terms of eternity. That's nothing. Yeah. You know, a billion years is still nothing. You know, talking about eternity. So, and that shows how important we are in God's eyes, I feel like. And our decisions carry that much weight. 
that uh, decision to stay focused, stay committed to God, taking care of my family, all of that carries so much weight generational, generational implications, but also into eternity. That means I was made for something great. Right. And, and, I, and I like how he ends this chapter that way, but it's still, how I look at it, it's still like in a positive light because it's letting me know I'm looking at you in importance. Yeah. I'm looking at you in importance. Like you were made, don't be dismayed in this time frame. For such a time as this, I made you. Mm. It's like Daniel, in the book of Daniel, during that time frame, if Daniel didn't exist, imagine what would have happened. Like if we X out certain people from ever existing, things change. And that's how I look at it. Like, okay, we're alive during this time frame. It's not for us to be stressed out in. Yes. It's for us to know that we actually play a part in his kingdom. We're building his kingdom now. So that when he comes back, he can blow some of the residue away. And some of the things that we did for him will still be standing. Yeah. And he had something to work with. Mm. It's like, okay, this is what you did, Evan, before the tribulation and all that. Boom. Um, I'm going to clear out the smoke and all the other stuff. We're going to start right there because you helped lay down some of the foundation. And I think about what Reggie, how Reggie teaches with discipleship. Mm-hmm. It's like, boom, that plays a part in this. That's how I think about it. Like, that plays a part. And when he comes back, he's like, okay, you built disciples. Um, you was making disciples. So now that I'm back, we actually got a foundation. You got a group of people that actually know how this works. All right, that same group of people, this right here is a part of building up my kingdom. Yeah, and I'm doing my second coming, and that's how I look. I'm like, it's not, it's preparation, and it's not for us to be dismayed and stressed out. In that's right. It's more these things are coming. This is the play I want you to run. I mean to stay tethered to my word. Mm-hmm. Keep enduring. It's going to be a rough game. It's going to be a close contact um, attack because the enemy know that I'm coming to set up kingdom and rectify shop. Mm-hmm. But you stay committed, and we're going to be good to go. That's right. Man, this is so good. It's a powerful chapter. Full of prophecy, but also it's full of preparation. Yes. And hope. And hope and confidence. Absolutely. I mean, to the world, hearing this stuff, if a person is still in the world, one or two things can happen. Either they run away and go deeper into the world, or they say, what must I do to get right with Christ? That's right. Because I don't, like, just seeing what's, we have a pandemic. This world has never shut down. The whole world shut down at once. Mm-hmm. It's unheard of. I mean, there's been things that happen in certain areas of, of the world, and maybe one part of the world shut down, or a country shut down, you know, or a region within a country, but the whole world shut down? Yeah. That's a wake up sign to me. Exactly. And I'm like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. We are in, we are in that in this time frame. And I'm thankful that we know Christ. And I don't want to be selfish not to share. That's right. That's right. So good. That's a, this thing jumped out at me, and we can we we can uh wrap after this, but um in verse 51. He says, and will cut him in two. It just dawned on me. I was like, 
I don't know the reason of why. We're already going to get put with the hypocrites and in with others who I mean there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But why why cut them in two? Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I'm going to check to see if I can Because see. now I think about it, because I think it was a psalm that I was reading that says somewhat similar of casting them, like cutting them, cutting them in pieces. But not, it don't, like in the, like, so the version that I have when reading it, it refers to cutting, cutting them in pieces. This is um, American Standard uh, version. Let's see, what was that? It, But I yeah, because I remember reading that psalm. I can't think of what psalm it was that. I'm trying to scan through it. Yeah, well. So so I'm li- I'm leaving it. I'm reading uh, David Gusek, and he's saying the probable meaning is that he will get whipped or thrashed, the base slave unmercifully. It is a strong mm. word selected to s- sympathy with the master's rage. So basically. You begin the, the whipping. Well, you know, like you know, when you literally say you get that behind cut. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's okay. So it's it's not literal. It's a it's a metaphor for, for something else. Okay. Uh, but I nonetheless, you don't want to be a part of that crap. <laughs> exactly. That's that's that's, it. that's um. I do remember reading something in um. I want to say a psalm about that. I, what I, I guess what I was reading about, I thought it had something to do with the unbalanced scale because he said the, the hypocrites. But um, um, that's really what I was thinking too. Because yeah. hypocrite is that. I mean, it's the unbalanced. It's like really an unbalanced scale. Like, right. But definitely going to be in that crowd. No doubt, no doubt. We we want to hear those good words. We want to because you know we want to get rewarded, right? We want to get mm-hmm. rewarded. The Bible always talks about the um the promise, right? It, it, those who endure will be saved, and you know we want to make it to the end where we hear those words. And you know Jesus said His Father's building a house with many mansions. So, and this is the thing what I think about too with this. Um, I know we about to come to an end. We're coming to an end. Eh, this chapter also helps when looking at other people, mm. because I look at other people. I'm like, man, I don't want them to go through this time frame, yeah, and not know Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it changes. Like even I think even if we're looking at it from like we as as uh, even as black people how we've been done wrong. It's a tale of where our hearts are at if we even, like when we're looking at our, our white brothers and sisters and we're like, you know what? I don't want you going through this either. Mm-hmm. I want you to know Christ too because this is going to be a horrible time frame. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it kind of like helps to see people the way God sees people. Yeah. Yeah. And And going back to, you know, what I said before, it's like, you know, while we still have the time and while we see um, glimpses of lawlessness, 
we still have love. Yeah. We still have love and, and we care about people. The love that connects both man and God is still here. Let's take advantage of that. Let's not, you know, get to the point and people that we know, people that we care about don't have a relationship with God. And, you know, let's, let's, I mean, my, my heart is settled. I mean, I, I, I believe I, I am coming to terms with what's going to end up happening. But there are some days where I just really want them to just come now. You know what I mean? I know it's a process that we got to go through, but, you know, it's, um, it's some days where we just see, like you said, especially lately, you just want them to come now, but it it, it just reminds reminds us that we should always be ready. Mm-hmm. Always be ready. Yeah, this was a good one. Wow. Yeah. Close close this out. All right, brother. <laughs> You're listening to the Walking with Jesus podcast, the show that brings you a new way to experience Jesus with your hosts, Evan and Malcolm, two regular guys walking with Jesus. Now back to the show and the closing prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, just thank you for your word. Thank you for your word, prophecy. Thank you for being the Alpha and Omega, declaring the end, to declaring the end all the way to the beginning. It's not hard for you. It's just a part of your character and part of who you are. We can find confidence in what you have shared with us in your word. Yes, there are horrific events that are going to occur. And they're occurring right now, but there are also signs to us to let us know what is currently going on. And you have literally appointed us, appointed us to be alive for such a time like right now. May we not be dismayed with what's been going on. May we not be dismayed with different elections, uh, political cycles, all of that. May we not be dismayed with different current events, but may we stay focused on you. You are our rock. It is you where we, it is you and you alone where we get our strength from. We don't get our strength from the world. We get our strength from you. Since you said these things will occur, that means they will. There is no change in it. Your word does not come back into your board. It's not, it's, not, it's not going to be omitted. But we pray in Lord our Heavenly Father for so right now that we be the light. We continue to be the light to those around us. We're praying, Lord, our Heavenly Father, that you order our steps to be in contact with people that don't know you so we can share the gospel to them. So we can show the the love of Christ to them. Because as your word puts it, it's a terrible thing to fall in the hands of the living Lord. And as we see in scripture with Matthew 24, the day of the Lord is a terrible day as described in Isaiah. And we're praying, Lord, our Heavenly Father, that we be the light right now. We don't wait till later. We're doing it now so that when we when you come, we can say we can say to you, 
this is what we've been doing. And you can say back to us, job well done. Good and faithful servant. Just thank you again for allowing us to fellowship with one another. I'm doing this podcast. We ask you to please move in around the listeners. May they not be stressed out or dismayed. There's a lot of things going on right now. And we're praying, Lord, whatever storm that they may be in, that you meet them right where they're at. And that they see your power. That they see that you are a God that provides. That they see that you are a God that's committed to your word. And that they see that you are a God that protects. We're asking, Lord, our Heavenly Father, that whatever they stand in need of you, you provide it to them. And we just thank you again for allowing them to even hear two normal brothers speak on your word. I thank you, Lord, for the discipline of Malcolm. Uh, I pray, Lord, that you continue to cover him, continue to guide him, continue, Lord, our Heavenly Father, bless him with wisdom, your understanding. I ask you, Lord, to please continue to protect his family and continue to uplift him, dear Lord. And, and once again, I just thank you for him. Thank you for the fellowship. Thank you, dear Lord. And we want to give you the praise and honor that you so rightfully deserve because you are a faithful and loving God. We thank you for being whom you are. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Walking with Jesus. If you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, this is as good a time as any. I invite you right now to go to Jesus Christ and let him know that you believe he died for you and he rose for you with all power and that you want him alone to be Lord of your life for the forgiveness of your sins and the gift of eternal life. If you do that, you'll be saved right now. Get in your word, and while you converse and reason about biblical things, Jesus will walk with you. If you like what you heard and want to comment, you can leave a message for us at anchor.fm forward slash walking dash with dash Jesus forward slash message. We'll pick one to read during an upcoming show. So record your message and send it send it in now to join in the conversation. Again, that link is anchor.fm forward slash walking dash with dash Jesus forward slash message. You can also subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS feed so you'll never miss a show. Give us a rating and share us with your friends. God bless you, and until next time, keep walking with Jesus. Thanks again, brother. This was a good one. Give me some. Yeah, this is definitely a good one. Something to meditate on. I'm definitely going to continue to keep meditating. I already know me and my wife are going to be talking about this one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. But you have a blessed rest of your day, man, and we'll get, get back at it on Monday. All right. Take care. You too. Okay. Bye-bye.
Oh, thank you.